Hey, this is Phil Lamar. And this is also Phil Lamar. And you're listening to The Night Nerd. Welcome to the Night Nerd Podcast. I'm your host, Lance. It's Tuesday, so we're going to talk some TV and movies. All week, we're celebrating the release of the Snyder Cut of Justice League. I mean, it doesn't come out until next year, but we got confirmation that it is for sure coming out. I mean, we've known it's existed for a while and everything, and later on in the week, we'll take a deep look kind of at the history and the timeline of the film, but uh, including, like, we have a special guest coming on at the end of the week. Uh, to really talk about what this means for DC and the cinematic universe and everything. But what is a director's cut? You know, the, the Snyder Cut, Snyder Cut, Snyder Cut. People wonder, what is a director's cut? Uh, I honestly, I thought I knew what it meant, but I was kind of wrong. So I always thought the director's cut was like the director's vision, what they wanted uh, how they wanted the movie to be, what scenes, everything like that. But that's not entirely true. Uh, technically, the di- director's cut is just an edited version that is supposed to represent the director's own approved edit. But a lot of times, it, it's not. So sometimes a director is forced to, well, back up. Very, very rarely does the director have the final say in the cut of a movie? All the people, the studios, the producers, uh, even the editor, they get shots at it. And, you know, if the studio wants it to be a certain length so it can play more times and day in theaters, they're going to have the editor take stuff out. If a producer, you know, really likes a certain actor, well, maybe they need more scenes. Or if they don't like them, maybe they need less scenes. If they think the pacing is too slow in parts. They'll do that. What the two biggest though are the runtime thing and then uh, rating content. There's a lot of times where movies they'll go to the MPAA board for rating approval and they'll come back like an R or even PG-13 or worse. And so then the studio has to go back in and edit it and cut it down because they want it you know, statistically with the exception of you know Deadpool, Logan, The Hangover, Joker, rated R movies aren't billion dollar movies. That that PG PG13 is your money shot right there. And so they'll do what they can to get it where they need to. It's all about making it commercially viable. Well, sometimes they cut out stuff the director really likes. And we can trace back like the director's cut. It's a relatively new thing. Back in 1974, they screened The Wild Bunch with a director's cut, which had 10 extra minutes in it and gave it the R rating. And now this is the version most of us see. Also in the 70s, um, Charlie Chaplin re-released and recut a lot of his films. So you can argue that the gold rush you know, from the 40s is the first movie to have a director's cut. I mean, it's the oldest movie probably to have a director's cut, but uh, it's it wasn't the first, if that makes sense. We're wibbly-wobbly on time here. 
And the king of the recut and re-edit has got to be George Lucas because after Star Wars did so well, he went back and re-released some of his earlier films, you know, and re-edited them to be more in line with his vision, which was kind of a, a win-win because they were more like Star Wars, so they were more commercially appealing. So everybody was happy with that. But there are some directors who, you know, aren't fans of it. Uh, people like James Cameron, you know, he he stands by almost every movie he's made, the version that is in the theater that is his version. And that's what he wants. Now, sometimes, like with Avatar, he'll release extended editions, but it's not a director's cut. And there's been times... Uh, like Ridley Scott had one of his movies released and they said, or he said that they just put director's cut on it to sell more copies because the theatrical cut was his cut. Um, but he also has like Kingdom of Heaven, which Ridley Scott's cut of Kingdom of Heaven is 45 minutes longer and it makes it a better movie. You know, it's, I enjoyed Kingdom of Heaven in theaters. I genuinely did. It was a lot of fun. But when I saw the theatrical cut, it just blew me away. It's so much better. And again, Ridley Scott is no stranger to it. Just real quick, if you didn't know, there's like eight different versions of Blade Runner that have been released. I mean, starting from the prototype version that was in 1982 at 113 minutes, all the way to the final cut, which was 117 minutes in 2007. And, I mean, the the quote-unquote director's cut was 116 minutes in 1992. So, you know, just sometimes it is just a difference of a minute or a scene or something like that. It's really hard to narrow down and pinpoint, you know, which one is a director's cut. And the thing with people like James Cameron saying, oh, yeah, this is, this is my version. This is what I, I wanted. Well... Not every director is James Cameron. You know, they uh, they don't get the, the say. You know, Peter Jackson is another one. Um, that's like the Lord of the Rings, the extended editions. He has been very adamant that those are extended editions, not the director's cut. Those are made for the fans to see all the scenes and be closer in line with the book but you yeah James you can't compare everybody to James Cameron and Peter Jackson even um, like George Lucas Steven Spielberg you know sometimes they re-edit their movies to quote-unquote improve the special effects but those are four of the biggest directors of all time I mean uh, you look at the Russos, who have the highest grossing movie of all time, and they don't have the final say in their movies. You know, it's all... It, you can't... I, I guess what we're trying to get to here is a director's cut is not necessarily a director's cut. And that term should be used very loosely. Extended cuts, special editions, extended editions... Things like that, yeah, that's 
what falls in line under here. But, you know, anytime a movie is changed, you know, whose cut is that? Or what uh, Greg Rucka once told me on a MySpace Q&A that shows how long that was. He, he said, don't get it right, get it written. And I think that's one of George Lucas's biggest problems is he won't walk away from something. Um, now he doesn't have a choice. But, you know, a lot of these directors sit there and go back and either rewatch or keep thinking of it. And they want to add another thing or change a little thing or add in this line of dialogue or take out this scene. Um, because, you know, we did six sequels and now that scene doesn't make sense. Well, you know, just leave it be. You you don't see other artists um, going back and painting, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio, Leonardo DiCaprio, Leonardo Da Vinci. Sorry, we're talking movies, so I'm in DiCaprio mode. Da Vinci's usually my Thursday guy. You know, he's not going back. Um, there's not 500 versions of the Mona Lisa. Now... It was a work in progress, and we've, through science-y stuff, been able to look at the layers behind the top layer of paint and see what he was trying to do, where he was going, his process and stuff. Even musicians, like Bowling for Soup, for the longest time, at the end of all their CDs, they released a different version of, I think it was Belgium? But they did it in a different style like one album was acapella one was hip-hop one was country i mean they did it kind of tongue-in-cheek and fun and in most music you don't see people yeah they'll re-release a song um and they, sometimes it will be a new digital remaster you know so it sounds nicer from the original recordings and stuff and that is an advent of technology and i know you're saying well lance that's what george lucas is doing you know he's using technology but it's it's different it's hard to explain but it is different um because they're it's still the same song and it's the original recordings you know and george lucas is going back and adding to stuff and you know redoing stuff these these musicians they don't go back in there and say oh man we're gonna re-record the bass on this no it, it just doesn't happen. It's not what they do. So the term director's cut, I, going into this week, I was a big fan of it. I supported it because I'm all for directors seeing their visions come true and everything. But now that I know studios just throw director's cut on it, meh, I'm going to be cautious of what director's cuts I support and choose and stuff tomorrow we're going to look at two really really big ones and i think it's going to be a lot of fun but yeah so basically the, just be respectful of the art um that goes to the creator you know i know this is their project this is their art this is their baby would i like to go back and re-record some of my shows i've done yes of course would I like to go back and redo some interviews? Yes, of course. But you know what? I made them. They're done. I'm going to learn from those and use it to move forward instead of dwelling on one thing. But 
as a consumer, we should also respect the art. And I think with the Snyder Cut, we're going to see that. You know, people have been wanting to see his vision and what he intended for. And I think that's um, that's a good thing. You know, whether the movie's good or not, who knows? But this is one of those instances where it is Snyder's vision. It is what he wanted, and we get to see it. You know, it, and for the most part, it was already done. It's not like he's going back and changing a movie. Somebody took pieces of his movie and Frankensteined them up, and he's just trying to put them back in order. So I 100% support that. Um, end rant, I guess. That's... <laughs> show took a turn there it happens but let me know what are some of your favorite director's cut quote-unquote director's cut yeah now that you know let me know in the comments below here on soundcloud or on social media facebook instagram twitter tiktok youtube we're out there and everywhere and would love to hear from you um just look for the night nerd or you can email me night nerd at the night nerd.com but otherwise that's going to do it for us today again my name is lance thank you all so much for listening and we will see you next time